Hey, my name is Lizzie Smiley, and I absolutely love helping people connect with their calling and all the tools they need to kick roadblocks and excuses right out the door so they can cultivate the life they dream about. If you want to launch, grow, pivot, or scale your Etsy shop, or you've always wanted to develop the mindset and skills to run your own business, then I'm your girl. I've had that entrepreneurial spirit going strong since my very first lemonade stand. And now I'm a work at home mama with multiple online companies and a full-time Etsy shop, all while being present with my kids for the everyday chaos and most important milestones. On this podcast, we'll talk about all things business, mindset, Etsy, creativity, dazzling our customers, and so much more. There's plenty of room at this table for you. So scooch on in and let's go. I'm holding nothing back. Welcome to How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. I'm so glad you're here. Hey, hey, you guys. Welcome back to the podcast this week. Can I just take a second and say thank you so much for being here. You guys keep coming back time after time to listen, and I'm so grateful, and I hope every single episode is valuable. Like when you put in those earbuds or put on your headphones or turn me on in your car, I hope that it is time well spent And I always welcome your feedback. If you have ideas or suggestions, like I am here to serve you. So you guys just hit me up in the DMs or send me an email. Let me know. And just thank you so much for being here. Today, we have a totally new subject and a totally different kind of of guest. And I'll tell you why here in a second. But it's going to be such a great discussion um, because this is a booming space on Etsy. It is a more passive type of income, which I know y'all just love. I mean, who doesn't love that? And... um, I think that this is some real quality. I'm excited to share with you. So today I have um, a lovely woman named Joff Sid, who I've been getting to know, and she is the the face, the name, the expertise behind Cut and Make Crafts. So you may have seen her. She has an enormous following, and she does some really cool things in this this space. And she was just so charming. I've really enjoyed getting to know her. So she is originally from Saudi Arabia and now lives in Australia, and she's she's a delight. So she is a business analyst by day and SVG business coach by night. She's been making a full-time income for the past eight years working part-time. Hello. Give me some of that. Um, she's an SVG designer for the official Cricut brand. So we are talking to no sludge. This girl is, she's so sharp. She's so smart. She's made $1,500 to $1,700 in one day from SVG cut files with no graphic designing experience prior. So um, hello, that should perk up your ears. She's been teaching SVG designing to 300 plus students, and she helped her husband graduate debt-free from an elite university. So I'm excited. I know nothing about SVGs. I'm going to be learning along with you. I have so many questions. I want to know so much because this space is just a hot place to be. Um, So those of you who are excited about passive income, um, creating digital designs to sell on Etsy, anything like that, you are in the right place. Scooch on in, get yourself a drink, and let's welcome Jav to the podcast. Hi, Jav. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here chatting with you. Yeah, I'm so excited too, because this is like uncharted territory. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we, I didn't, I didn't even know what an SVG was like a month ago. <laughs> I'm exaggerating a little bit, but not really. So like, I'm really, this is so fun. And I know the audience is going to eat it up because they love those digital products. Cool. I can't wait to talk about it. I love creating and selling SVGs. 
and uh, there's so much potential here. It just brings it just gives me so much energy when I'm talking about SVGs. So let's dive right into it. That's awesome. Yes, let's do that. I um I love it, and like I think one of the cool things about you is you, what you make something that feels overwhelming not overwhelming. So this is going to be a fun conversation, and I would love to start. I mean, I'm I'm expecting with as big of a presence as you have, probably some of my listeners know of you, but many of them maybe don't, which is like really exciting. I'm happy to introduce them to you. But can we start with like your your story? You're you're different than my typical guest. I want to know your professional background, how you got into SVGs. How did this whole thing start? Cool, cool. Yeah, I would love to chat about it. So let's go back around eight years. So that's when I actually started my business. So I was this girl living in Saudi Arabia, uh, and I used to watch a lot of Gossip Girl. <laughs> and, uh, so uh, I we used to go to private school, and uh, we um, I have like I come from like a scarcity background. We didn't have a lot uh, that would go around. My parents would just take care of the basics, like. Uh, uh, you know, private school fees are super high. So fees and uh, food and rent and bills, that's what my parents mostly focused on. And if we had to do any extracurricular activities or if we wanted extra cash, pocket money, we had to fend for ourselves. Uh, wow. So my parents really enc encouraged us to uh, be entrepreneurial from the very beginning. So my mom... Uh, asked me to teach students. And that's when I first got my seed money to invest in my website. So I uh, I, I wanted to go to a an Ivy League college because uh, I was obsessed with the gossip girl. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm also <laughs> going to go to Yale or Brown or, or Harvard. So Harvard was obviously on the top of my list. And I was like, okay, uh, uh, I'm just going to start a business and I'm going to make all this money and save up to go to college in two years. <laughs> oh my word. That, that was uh, the vision that I started off with. So, and the funny thing is like, uh, back then we didn't even have Wi-Fi cause my parents were super strict and super against it. Uh, they thought that we are going to get so spoiled if we get 24-7 access to the internet. So we used to borrow Wi-Fi from my neighbors. And while browsing websites, I used to see all those ads like create your own website, make money from AdSense and blah, blah, blah. So I was like, okay. Uh, so I ended up starting a DIY blog, uh, sharing uh, tutorials, uh, home decor tutorials and all those things like a home decor blog, home decor slash craft blog. So that's how I got started. Eventually, I branched out into designing and selling sewing patterns because sewing was something I really enjoyed. Uh, my aunt taught me how to sew at the age of 13. So when uh, I graduated from high school, I really got into creating handmade bags. I used to hand print them, uh, hand sew them, and oh I used to sell those handmade bags. So eventually I decided to sell sewing patterns because at the same time, uh, I, I wasn't able to make enough money to go to Harvard. So I ended up <laughs> going to 
so I ended up going to Malaysia instead uh, for my honors. But I still had that dream at the back of my head. I was like, okay, I'm going to go for my master's to Harvard. I'm really going to make it this time. <laughs> Uh, so I, uh, uh, so when I was moving to Malaysia, I couldn't continue selling handmade bags. I had to switch to something that would that was that I would be able to do while living in a dorm room, because uh, uh, we didn't have access to outside housing, so we had to live in a dorm room. Uh, and you know, uh, dorm rooms have limited space. Uh, one closet, you get one desk, one bed, and you all you got to do is whatever you do is in that space. So I needed something that I could do within that space, within that uh, limited uh, resources that I had. And I also wanted something that would, wouldn't require me to be present in the business all the time, you know? So uh, like something that would run on its own, like a, some, like a passive income source, uh, so selling ha actual handbags didn't fit that criteria. So selling hand sewing patterns was a much better way to do it. So I started designing sewing patterns and then uh, I had, I had this huge learning curve trying to understand the software, how to use the software to create sewing patterns because Back then, you didn't have any courses on how to use Adobe Illustrator to oh create gosh. sewing patterns. And I had to sit and figure it out all on my own. So I spent like two years doing that. But the good thing is, once I got the hang of the software, I was able to create literally anything. The sky was the limit. So... So that's how I started creating sewing patterns. I got really good at it and I was making passive income, working on my business only during my summer holidays or when I had uh, less less work from the from my courses, like when I had exams, I used to step back and uh, step away from my business for up to 2 to 3 months. I absolutely didn't even touch anything. And yet I would keep on getting sales, making money from my blog, from my sewing wow. patterns. And my business would just run in the background. So it was going really, really good. And by the time I graduated, I was all already making full-time income and that too in dollars. So around three to uh, $2,500 to $3,500 per month, which is which was very pretty much pretty good uh, living in Malaysia and uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> converting the currency pretty good anywhere passively. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, okay, I don't actually need to go to Harvard, I'm already <laughs> <losing money." laughs> And and then I was like, okay, uh, this is gonna be my full time thing. I'm gonna be a full time blogger, and uh, this is so cool. I work on my own schedule. Uh, I work from home. This is the best life ever. So that was like the version one, <laughs> part one. And so I was really enjoying everything, but then uh, I saw like I was stuck. I got stuck at making five figures and I wanted to grow. 
I wanted to step outside those five figures, make six figures, go to seven figures. And when I uh, when I stepped back and I studied the trend in the crafting industry, what's actually happening, uh, seemed like the sewing, sewing people interested in sewing was just dying out, and instead people were switching to cricket crafting, and cricket was just starting to boom during that uh, during that time, like 2018. And uh, when I moved to Australia, I got my first cricket like one week after I landed here. <laughs> wow. I was, I was, it was on my list for a pretty long time, but they didn't have it in Malaysia. So the moment I landed in Australia, I got my first cricket. <laughs> and uh, I started uh, creating sewing patterns for the cricket. And then I was, I, and when I started using my cricket, I jumped into this whole new world of paper crafting. And I have I hadn't really touched paper crafting because I didn't like all the cutting in, involved. So when I got my cricket, I was like, oh my gosh, this is the perfect time to dive into paper crafting now that I have a cricket to do all the cutting for me. And I just got sucked into the whole paper crafting thing. <laughs> And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is so fun. Time to create SVGs. So uh, I used all the knowledge from creating sewing patterns to into cre for creating SVGs. And it was so, so easy because I already knew how to use the software uh, uh, to create digital designs. I just had to change the file type. So instead of exporting as a PDF, I was now exporting as an SVG file. And slowly and gradually, I I tried creating many different designs, worked on it, and eventually I launched my SVG shop, which uh, just exploded the, in the first month. I made around $1,500 in the very first month from a limited collection of around 12 SVG designs. And that just blew my mind away. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like first first hand able to see what potentials SVGs actually have uh, in the crafting industry right now, especially with all the cutting machines coming out. Like just last year, there were four new cutting machines that I know of. I'm sure there are many more. So now there are around nine to 10 cutting machines in the market which is pretty awesome because slowly and gradually this is going to become an everyday item for every household. And there'll be like so many different things you could do with this machine. Like the other day, uh, I just saw this ad where people were using the machine to carve stuff on a cake. You can carve your name, you can carve your initials, you can carve any design on a cake. So like slowly and gradually, things are just getting so much fun. And uh, there's so many different areas opening up in the SVG world, which is super, super exciting. I need to ask about that. So were they cutting on just traditional Cricut paper or was it something and then laying it on the cake as a topper or how, how was that? What were they cutting it was, into? It was like an actual cake. It was they were cutting. Yeah. <sighs> It, it's it's not like cutting the cake. It's like engraving the cake. Yeah, with the design. So that is 
bananas. Yeah, that is so cool. Hey, my friend. I'm just checking in to see how you're doing on your Etsy journey. Do you have all the support you need? I'm so honored that you're here listening to the podcast, and I want to make sure that you also know that I have a bunch more resources that can help you with your specific questions over in the resources section of my website. Whether your focus is print on demand, digital products, handmade items, and even more, there are tools and freebies and courses specific to your product type that are made by experts that I have already vetted for you. I don't know about you, but when I started my Etsy shop back in 2016, I was a busy mama and I didn't have oodles of time that was spare that I could just spend spinning my wheels trying to figure out Etsy completely on my own. I needed someone who knew what they were doing to teach me as efficiently and effectively as possible. And as soon as I was able to leverage the knowledge of an expert, I'm telling you my personal results on Etsy went through the roof. Sales went literally from crickets to cha-chings within a week of implementing all of those things that I learned. So if you're looking for that kind of help, you want to get to the bottom of it. You want to get moving and grooving where somebody who knows how your niche works on Etsy can show you the steps to start getting sales. Come on over and visit my resources page at howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash resources. And I'd love to connect you with the perfect expert for your business. I know their expertise will make all the difference in the world for you. So once again, that's howtosellyourstuff.com forward slash resources where you can find answers to your specific questions. I'll see you there. I I have I'm about to explode. I have so many. I, I can't even I can't even address all the questions and things that are in my head. Like first of all, I do have to say, or I won't sleep tonight. I have to say, I love the irony of your parents wouldn't let you have internet, so you started internet businesses. <laughs> and, and I'm like, how? Did, like first of all, are they cool with it? Second of all, are they? You don't have to answer these. I'm just thinking them. Second of all, like did. Did you borrow the neighbor's internet to build your blog? Like, how did you manage it? Did you, was it like, I just have so many questions. I'm like, like over here in the States, we, this is just like not how we disobey. Like I'm so, that's, I'm so tickled. (laughs) (laughs) It's super cute. So we're going to see what your, what your kids do to get your goat when they're, when they're growing up. Um, I'm borrowing the neighbor's internet to build my empire. Oh, sh- don't tell mom. It's just so good. Okay. <laughs> there's, so, there's so much. And also you got my brain going because I'm just like, man, what are some of the unthought of applications of the Cricut? Oh, I did want to ask you, when you said there were more machines that have come on the market, do you mean like competitors to Cricut or you mean like Cricut's releasing other variations or both? No, competitors to Cricut. Like That's other companies. They're like, we better get on this bandwagon. Yeah. <laughs> so there's this company, Caesar. They make a lot of uh, vinyl, crafting vinyl uh, to put on T-shirts, to put on uh, uh, tumblers and stuff. And they release their own cutting machine. They're like, just use our machine. Why do you have to use Cricut? (laughs) Wow. That's super interesting. I think it's very promising for the market to see that we're we're getting all this new technology coming out and competitors. Like that means that there's a lot of that, that like, like, I don't know, we kind kind of, I don't know if you heard this phrase before, like. There's other other chunks of the pie to be taken, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, so true. Okay, so for those of us who are not as like, uh, you know, I um before I got 
I mean, like long before I got onto Etsy and everything like that and blogging, I used to be in social media management and I had my own company and I um, managed like accounts. So I was, I was the person making all of their graphics and all of their stuff. So I got really familiar with like a JPEG and a PNG file. And then of course, you know, I figured out at some, there were times when I needed to create a PDF from like a Microsoft Word document, but I have never personally used a um, an SVG file, which is really entertaining since my Etsy shop was literally signs and I had a massive industrial cutter, like a huge, it was huge. It's in the garage now that would cut my massive stencils because these signs would fit over someone's bed. But I used PNG files, the, the cutting, um, uh, what do you call it? Like the program, the application you, I could, I could load a PNG file. So I never had to even think about as I probably would have taken an SVG. It might've been better. I don't know. I didn't even know what it was. So Jav, please, like what is an SVG for those of us who are not as familiar? Like how does it differentiate? Yeah. That, please SVG is a, so PNG and JPEG are raster based file. They're like the final product. And SVG is a vector file. So you can, if you open it with a compatible software like Adobe or uh, Affinity Designer or Inkscape, you can actually edit the file. You can go in and play around with the nodes. Uh, oh my gosh. Like the small dots that make up the design. You can actually play with them if you are working with an SVG. And the other cool thing about an SVG is like the file size is very, very small. So it makes it really easy to export the file, to store the file, to share the file. And uh, yeah, that's, those are the two most amazing things about SVGs. I didn't even understand that. Like, so I think my under my all the only understanding I had was, oh, it's the type of file you you use to on a cricket. You know that you use that file to cut something on a cricket or something like that. I did not appreciate because I mean, I I create PNGs still all the time, um, and so you're telling me I could like load, I if I load my PNG into. Um, well, I guess you would probably have to use Illustrator or some other. I don't have any of the fancy software. I'm like a Canva pick monkey. Um, what is that other one? The something P. <laughs> Look at how amateur I am. It's so good. Guys, you can make multiple six figures on Etsy being an amateur like me. Um, <laughs> Photo P. That's what it is. That's something that's new that I'm playing with. <laughs> but like I load my images into there and I can add something to them, but I can't necessarily take something away or edit it. You're telling me. I go into the right software, I load in the, the SVG and I can move everything around as though it's never, that's, Jav, I, I am going to be thinking about that for weeks. <laughs> that's so good. Okay. And so how are they, how are they, how do you make them? And, oh, and I, my other question about them is, are they, can you get as high of resolution? So, yes. you know, for my print on demand people, we're going for 5,000 by 5,000 pixels and a PNG file, super high resolution. Talk to me about these things. Yeah, definitely. So another cool thing about an SVG is the size remains, I mean, the quality remains the same, no matter how big or small the SVG is. Like if you take a 500 by 500 pixel PNG and you stretch it all the way to 1500, it's going to get pixelated. Yes. Uh, and it's not going to print out properly the quality is going to be horrible but with an svg if you expand it it's going the quality is going to remain the same no matter what size it is in okay and how do you create them 
Super easy. So you you use an illustration software to create an SVG from scratch, like an Adobe or Affinity Designer. So you can uh, you and you need to use the tools inside the software. So if you drag a finished PNG into your software and then you simply export it as an SVG, it's not going to work. You have to use the tools inside the software, like the pen tool or the shapes tool or the text tool, convert it into a curve and then export it as an SVG. And then only it's going to work. Okay. Are there any other um, applications to use it on or do you have to buy one of those types of software? Is there like a, a, a site that you can use or no? Uh, I think there are some online programs that you can use, but I'm not aware of them because I... You don't recommend it. Uh, yeah, I, I love my Affinity Designer. I've been using it for eight years. And uh, the thing is like when you are, if you really want to make a business out of uh, selling SVGs, you got to keep your software on point. You got to keep your tech on point because it's going to drive you nuts if you use a... <laughs> You use it, uh, horrible software. <laughs> so uh, th this is why, uh, like, if if you're using some glitchy app, it's you're gonna be pulling your hair <laughs> two okay. two two hours down the road. You're gonna be like, what the hell am I doing? Because okay. because in a in a techie business, you if your tech is not on point, you're gonna give up pretty soon. Tech is the base of your business, so. Please invest in good technology uh, if if you want uh, if you are starting a tech based business. So illustration software, having a pr proper professional illustration software, is number one key if you want to create uh, SVGs to sell. Okay, uh, so that's so if, an investment we need to make. Job says Affinity is the way to go. <laughs> okay. Uh, Affinity or Adobe Illustrator. So Adobe Illustrator comes with a monthly membership. Uh, it's $19 yeah. per month. And I don't like to pay that. Uh, and actually, I'm paying it right now. <laughs> but <laughs> but uh, when I was starting out, uh, I was super broke because I was a student. So uh, I found Affinity Designer, which was just 50 bucks. One purchase, $50. You use it for the rest of your life. Wow. So uh, uh, so I bought Affinity Designer and I never looked back. But right now I ha I do have the Adobe Illustrator because I'm making money. <laughs> I'm not yeah, yeah. But you know, $19 a month is not that bad. I mean, of course, when we're just starting out, that can be a hard investment. But I mean, that our cutter was a lot more than that, you know, like, so that's that's not too bad to get started. I would love to know about you have such a different um, perspective on this. What do you think are like the advantages of selling SVGs right now? Like, wh what is the market looking like? How does that? What makes that such a great place to be? So if you, I love before I start selling anything, I love to go up on Google Trends and see what's up there. So if you go to Google Trends and you type in SVG and you check the trend over the past couple of years, you can see the growth in the demand for SVGs. Uh, and it is it is phenomenal. It And it, it will show you at the end, there is a projection and the projection is going upwards. That means it's going to grow even more. And during the pandemic, even though a lot of negative stuff were going on, demand for SVGs just skyrocketed 
during that time. There was a huge boom in, uh, I mean, there was a huge increase in demand in for SVGs. So this just tells us that SVGs are here to stay. And even uh, there are some stats like the t-shirt business is going to boom as well as people are uh, trying to get more personalized stuff like personalized t-shirt, personalized uh, planner, personalized pens and tumblers and blah, blah, blah. Like uh, the new generation really loves personalized stuff. So uh, that's also a huge market to tap into. And there's also a prediction that the cutting machine industry by 2025 is going to be worth in billions. So wow. based on all these predictions, you can see that demand for SVGs is just going to rise. And we're still at the beginning of this uh, whole thing. Uh, like there's so much more you can do with SVGs in the future. Even though like uh, people are worried that there's AI, there's this, there's that. I think uh, even with all that, you would still need to be there, like provide customer service because a lot of people get frustrated when they don't get this human connection. Uh, like they're going through some challenges and there's no face-to-face -face interaction. There's no face-to-face -face human connection. So you still, you still need to be there. Even though you can use AI to create your designs, you still need to be the main face of your business to connect with your customers because people are still craving for that one-on-one -on -one connection. Absolutely. Especially in the crafting industry where a lot of people... Like, I'm not going to say the entire industry is uh, uh, all the crafters are above 50 or above a certain age. Like we have people from all the age groups and different age groups have different types of needs as a customer. Like some people are beginner cricket crafters. They need uh, some extra hand holding to help them move forward. So you will always... There, there's always going to be some sort of demand uh, for you to be in the business. Like, for example, I see a lot of shops uh, uh, in the on Etsy and everything. And, and I can tell which shop is going to be a flop and which shop is going to be successful. So, it, so there's, I mean, a lot of people are worried, but I, I don't think so. There's anything to be worried about. Uh you 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 can still create a create a successful business around SVGs if you just focus on your customers. You focus on providing the best service possible. You will definitely stand out and make a proper, consistent monthly income from SVGs. You know what that reminds me of is you know everything started out when you think of like business everything started out as the small mom and pops type of business and you know people loved supporting their local businesses and everything and then we had this boom where we went to the big box stores and you know places like Walmart and Target made things accessible and affordable to a much larger group of people and there's a time and a place for those things and lots of people use them all the time and lots of people use them here and there but there's all there's there's been this trend back to people 
there's something different about getting something handmade or something that was made by a person rather than in a factory, you know, that was supporting a small business. There's always a place for that. Like, even though we saw, you could get things a lot cheaper if you go get the Walmart version, but there's something in us that is drawn to that, that more, um, I can't even think I'm like, I, I know the word is so overused, but that authentic product, that, that thing that someone really put thought into, and it wasn't just run of the mill and there's something Mm -hmm. different and unique about it. And it maybe even has a couple imperfections. Like I, I I remember reading about how the Amish intentionally make their um, quilts uh, with intentional imperfections in them. Um, And that's more of, for them, it's a spiritual thing. They're trying to like mimic how, no human or no human is perfect. Like, you know, that, that we need God to be, you know, for perfection. But I think it's so interesting. There's always going to be a time and a place for small business. Um, if you, so I, I'm completely with you and I'm very encouraged to hear that because I I knew about during the pandemic, these kinds of crafting things boomed because everyone's in their home looking for something to do. Like Mm -hmm. I've already, I've already made my bookshelf like rainbow, you know, (laughs) changing my books to the rainbow pattern. Thank you. Home edit. And now I need something else to do. But it's so interesting to see that that trend is still growing. Like we sort of, we brought it into our homes and now we can't live without it. (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) So I was going to ask you then, um, you kind of started talking about, uh, you're seeing these more and more in Etsy shops and you can take a look at them and know if they're going to work or not. From that angle, like how how many listings do you think someone needs to have if they're going to have an SVG specific shop, which my guess is you and I would agree, you know, you don't want to have a an SVG shop and a print-on-demand shop in one. Those would be two separate shops unless you chose, I'm only going to make things for, you know, teachers and everything is just teacher the teacher niche. If you're going to go, you're probably going to go, you know, no, I'm going to do SVGs. Would you do it as a standalone shop? Yes. I yeah. Definitely. And how many listings would you say? Uh, to start off, basically, you need 100 listings to... Okay. make uh, around $2,000 a year uh, based on what I've seen uh, with my clients, with my students. So 100 to 150 listings will make you roughly $2,000 per year. Okay. Uh, but if you want to grow more than that, you need to add more listings. Uh, you need to obviously have more listings around 500 and uh, would take you something, make you much more money and you need to incorporate other kind of strategies for example use email marketing use facebook ads use social media when you incorporate all of these things together you can definitely succeed uh, make a full-time income from your business this is why I'm so impressed with your first month being like a $1500 month because it's not like you're selling my signs were anywhere from 50 to $200 like you're selling you know, a, a file that you're not going to have that kind of profit margin <laughs> at all, you know? So that was very impressive. I'm, I'm not going to forget that. That's pretty cool. Thank you. What do you think about graphic design expertise? Like, uh, I, you know, we're, we're being a little techie. So I, hopefully we're, you know, guys, you can do, you can do it. Jeff's going to show you how, but how, what do you think about, about needing experience in the, in that to be able to be successful in it with, with, with SVGs? Honestly, you don't need any experience at all. I know this sounds crazy, but you literally do not need to have any experience in graphic designing because you proved uh, that. 
<laughs> because I uh, I started off, uh, I didn't go to a graphic design school. I went to a school for biotechnology. I was studying science. <laughs> and uh, on the side, I was uh, creating sewing patterns on the side, which eventually evolved into creating SVG designs. And uh, my clients, none of my clients have any ba- graphic designing uh, background. So I have a I have clients from a variety of professionals. I have an attorney who is creating SVG designs. I have an ASL interpreter who is creating SVG designs. Uh, I have people over 60 years of age creating SVG designs and selling and making money from from them. And there I have a software engineer with no, absolutely no graphic design background. So you don't need to have any kind of graphic designing background because you will learn everything inside the program. Uh, you will learn, in, and once you master the program, how to use the tools, you can literally bring any idea in your mind to life with those tools. I think it's very encouraging that it's something that can be learned. It's a, it's something that, you know, you really don't need formal training. You can do some, take some courses. You can, you can really get, uh, you can learn what you need to learn that way. That's amazing, honestly, in this day and age. Okay. If you guys have been listening to me for more than 20 minutes, you've probably heard me talk about the three most important components of a successful Etsy shop. So number one, a product that people are actually searching for and buying right now. Number two, beautiful product photos that stand out in the search results. And number three, your SEO or keywords, which really simply just means your Etsy listings need to include the exact same phrases that your shoppers are searching for up there in that Etsy search bar. In fact, even if shoppers are buying your product like gangbusters from other shops and your pictures are like the quality to be on the cover of a magazine, if you don't have your SEO nailed and those perfect word phrases all throughout your Etsy listings, shoppers will literally never find you. So wait, 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 don't feel discouraged. I've got you. I want to let you in on my secret weapon for SEO on Etsy. It's a website called Sale Samurai that mines all of Etsy's shop and listing data so that you don't have to, thank you. (laughs) You can find out what keyword phrases are searched the most for every single niche and how many listings are using them so that you can understand how steep the competition is. That is so helpful. So within the program, you're able to see details like hundreds of other keywords you can use, what shops and listings are performing the best in your space, what the pricing competition looks like, and so much more. It's literally literally a goldmine of information that will help you compete in the search results. So if you would like to get a sneak peek of exactly what Sales Samurai can do, why I love it so much, what makes it so powerful. I created a YouTube video that will give you that overview. So check that out. It will be linked in the podcast show notes for you. And so Sales Samurai is a very reasonable monthly membership that you're going to want to maintain because you're going to do this research constantly in your Etsy shop. And they have very generously given me a 20% off for life coupon code just for you guys. 
So you get to start with a free trial, but go through my link so that they'll give you that lower rate for as long as you stick with the service. We all need to save a few bucks here and there. So the code is how to sell your stuff. There's no spaces between the words and it's all lowercase. But of course, I will just link their site, the discount code and that YouTube mini tutorial for you all down in the show notes. <laughs> I'm so excited for you guys to get your hands on this one. I'm obsessed with it. I literally use it every day. I use it with my clients. We help help them get the edge. And I just know how much it can help you with that SEO game. So I definitely encourage you to give it a try. What do you think about, um, you know, actually figuring out what kind of listings will sell? Like how, how, how do you figure out what to design? That is a wonderful question. And I get that question a million times. <laughs> so there are a couple of ways you can figure out how to design things uh, that people actually want to buy. So when you're just starting out, you want to do a lot of, uh, what do you call, mm, a lot of spying in the Facebook market group. research. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So you gotta, you gotta just jump right in and sit with the people, not literally, but virtually you gotta go into those groups where these people are hanging out, the cricket groups, uh, the SVG groups, and look at what what they are creating, what kind of uh, crafts they are making, what's popular, what's getting a ton of likes, what's getting a ton of comments, you know, you want to observe, you want to study that, you want to take notes, and then you want to go to the uh, popular websites like uh, the design bundles, a creative fabric, and see what, what designs are ranking over there. What are people creating over there, which is uh, super popular? And another way is to do is you is to use the SEO tools, SEO tools like keyword search tool. You you type in and you see how many searches that particular idea is getting. For example, paper flowers. You go and type in paper flowers, and uh, the t under that it will show you how many people are searching for that. For example, some some of the paper flowers have like around 1500 searches per month and that's that's your golden ticket to to that tells you like okay this is if i create paper flower svgs it's actually going to be popular people are actually looking for this one and if they find my shop they're actually going to buy it so these are like just a couple of ways to study the market and 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 you you don't have to copy exactly what no, other people are not. doing because mm -hmm. uh, I, I have seen a, this is a very uh, this is uh, I've seen this multiple times happening uh, multiple times like people. Oh, this is a great design. Let me just make an exact copy of this and sell it in my shop. Yeah, no, uh, we, we no, have integrity here. <laughs> no, that's not what you're doing. You are using that idea and incorporating your own idea into it merging the two and creating something new out of it, you know? So let's say, uh, let's say mermaids are pretty popular these days. And uh, you, you, you take that mermaid element and create it and turn it into a cake topper. You turn it into a quote, you turn it into a gift card holder. So just using one idea, you can come up with so many different varieties uh, that's how you tap into the trendy stuff like 
uh, like mermaids are super trendy. So you just take that mermaid and put it everywhere in a unique way. So that doesn't, it's not exactly the similar, same thing as to someone else, what someone else is creating, but it's kind of similar, like mermaid cards, mermaid cake toppers, mermaid boxes, mermaid, literally everything. So that's how you come up with design ideas. I'm thinking about like half of my uh, seven-year-old daughter's Christmas presents were like mermaid or unicorn. It's <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> you're, you're telling the truth. I wanted to ask you um, a little sub question there. You were mentioning the, the groups where you can kind of network and connect with other people and learn from them. Is that mostly Facebook? You'd find groups like that or where would you suggest looking? Yes, definitely Facebook. Okay. I love Facebook because you have all this history in Facebook and in, yeah. in the Facebook groups, you just go in there and type in a particular word, for example, type in mermaid and you will see all the mermaid crafts, all the mermaid related stuff that people are working on. And it'll give you some ideas on what to do next. That's amazing that they're sharing, um, sharing stuff like that in there. I mean, I'm, I'm a member of a number of Etsy, like Etsy seller groups and they are, a dumpster fire. <laughs> like nobody wants to help anybody. They are so mean. I want to start my own like membership group because um, I think it would be nice to like to have someone be like requiring decorum, you know, like this is going to be a kind place. We're going to have no scarcity. We're going to believe that we can help each other. We're going to be, you know, all of that. Um, so I'm excited to hear that you're there are SVG groups that are very positive and that you can find the people are sharing their designs. You can find, I think that's amazing. That's, that's special. Cool. Uh, basically people are just posting what they're creating. Like, Hey, I made this, uh, I made this yeah. for my mom. I made this for my sister. I made this for my birthday party, blah, blah, blah. So yeah, those groups are pretty popular and they have like hundreds and thousands of people inside the group. So I love doing all my market research in all those groups. <laughs> I think that's brilliant. I've never heard that before. That's to that's totally new. I love that. What about, so I kind of want to go a little more general here with you because like, th and thank you so much. For, you've been sharing so much valuable information about a niche that I know nothing about. So what do you think about um, just some of your best tips to have success in the SVG space? It's clearly a little different from some of the others. I'd love to hear your, your insights. Number one is to master the software, master okay. SVG designing, even before you plan on selling it. I mean, even if you, even before you launch your shop, because you need to have the idea how to create literally any design out there. You, you should know how to use the tools to create to ch change any idea into the design because the industry is evolving like this. Okay. Every couple of days, there's like a new trend. There's like a new design that people want to create. There's a new project that people want to work on. So you need to adapt like this to the industry. Four years ago, 2014, 2015, you could get away creating a simple, basic text design text quote but if if you want to be successful in this svg era you gotta you gotta be hands-on with all the techniques for creating the designs 
You need to be. But you know what? That's actually good. Like some people would be like, oh man, I've got to be on all, you know, I want this to be passive. But here's the thing too. The wonderful thing about a lot of change like that is it means there's a lot of opportunity. There's opportunity yes. to break in. There's opportunity to grow. There's, it, it's not just going to peter out. I think that's a positive. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. Totally. Uh, so it's, that's the thing. Like, uh, even though like you're going to make it once and you're going to keep on making money from it. But if you want to like, you'll, you'll be in your comfort zone. If you want to step outside that, if you have hit that income, income goal and you want to step outside that, you want to go from making four figures to five figures, then you need to adapt to the market. Uh, For example, like if you enter the market right now, selling those basic text-based SVGs, it's just gonna get lost in the get lost in the whole huge crowd because a million people are hopping onto the YouTube tutorials, creating those basic designs and selling them on Etsy. How do you stand out? That will bring you around ten to fifteen sales in next six months. In six months. Because I literally every single client who comes to me is they have this history that I uh, I go to their shops, I look at their shops and all of their shops look the same. And 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 that is why and a lot of people who come to me, they're like, oh, SVGs don't make money. This is a scam. And when I look at their shops, it's the same basic text-based design that they are selling so so the what i'm trying to say is like if you you need to have some sort of uh, edge to your designs like you it it should stand out from the crowd you Mm -hmm. can't succeed by just selling those basic text designs so Make sure you are equipped in your skills to create all those trendy designs. So one of my clients came into my program. Uh, she was selling those basic designs. She came into the program. She started experiment. She learned all those new techniques, how to use the software, how to use, uh, how to create 3D shadow box designs. And once she mastered it, she started creating such beautiful 3D shadow boxes like so creative it she i have never seen her designs like those in the market so unique cool hockey hockey design music based designs very beautiful so once she was able to learn the software once she was able to master the technique she was able to bring her ideas to life and immediately she created designs that stood out and within like a couple of months, she went from 12 sales to 600 plus sales by just improving her design techniques. Okay. So this is, this is your ammo. This is what you need to succeed in the battlefield. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Learn your design skills. (laughs) Uh, So that's number one thing. And number two, you need to uh, instead of creating designs that you find are cute, you need to create things that people actually want because your business will not run without the people. So you need to create, ask your people, ask people what they want, what they, they want to see. If you don't have an audience, 
go to Facebook groups and see and do some research. Look at what people are looking for. What SVGs do they want? And use Google search, use keyword search. Look at how many keywords uh, are being people are searching for. What's the search number like we discussed earlier? Go and look at that and then create your designs instead of creating something that you find are pretty cute and you think it will sell because I did that same mistake. Uh, for the first couple of months when I created SVGs, uh, I created whatever I thought was cute, whatever I thought was nice, and I got literally zero sales. <laughs> uh, so I was like, okay, this is not working. And I had, I had a huge audience. I had 100K followers on Instagram. I had my email list because a lot of people think that if you have an audience, your shop will work. No, I had the not audience. Necessarily. I had all the marketing techniques and I got literally big zero sale. Because it was just, I was creating the same design that everyone else was creating, the same basic designs. So then I went went back to the drawing board. I went inside the Facebook groups. I did my research. I did my spying. And then I came up with those 3D design ideas and I presented them in a very unique way. Immediately, that brought in $1,500. That's so cool. So you you gotta you gotta have some sort of edge. You can't okay. blend with the crowd if you want. That's and that's a good one. That's that applies to like every single Etsy shop out there. Is don't design for yourself. Design for your customer. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's good, definitely. And the last thing would be to stay consistent. Uh, yes. Keep on creating. Uh, like you can, if you are, if you're happy with the amount of money you're making a- after a certain point, you can stop. But if you want to grow, take it to further from four figures to five figures to six figures, then you got to keep on being consistent. Like don't give up right away. Have that, uh, have that positive mindset, have that growth mindset, because I know like uh, a lot of people get super frustrated if their st- designs get stolen, if their designs get copied, but that's just part of the business. No matter what business you do, there's always going to be some negatives, some positives. Uh, but you you got to live with that. You got to focus on your goals, what 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 your priorities are, uh, and if you really want to make money from it, you gotta you gotta stay put. I think that's so important. You know, if a hundred listings or a thousand listings seems overwhelming, you're not supposed to do that in a weekend. You're supposed to do, you know, one a day or five a week, every day, every week. And you said, that's such good, that's such good advice. Okay. Well, one of the reasons that I was excited, like not only did I want you to come because you have the expertise, but I I wanted you to share in here because I really like my passion. I'm obviously really good with uh, physical products on Etsy. That was where, that was my bread and butter. That was my six figure shop. I love that space, but I also know that there's so many other niches, which is wonderful. Um, but I love to connect my listeners with the resources that they need to be successful in the area they're interested in. Like I like to serve all of the Etsy. So I like to be the traffic cop and be like, you want to go to this person, you know, you like (laughs) this, you need this expert. I like to be the connector. I shouldn't say traffic cop. I feel like that's not as, as, as like romantic as it should sound, but, um, I like to be the connector. And so you have amazing resources. Like you're not only good at this, but like you've mentioned, you've got clients, you've got, 
you have all kinds of resources and I'd love to give you a chance to share about them because I'm sure there are some folks listening who this is an angle that they haven't approached before and they'd love to and I want to connect them with you. Mm-hmm. Cool, cool. Yeah, I would love to help out. So first of all, I have a free uh, SVG business masterclass four-step framework to a successful SVG business. You can find the link somewhere around here. Uh, I will make sure it's in the show notes. Yeah, for your yeah. your free your free class. Your, the webinar is awesome. Yeah. Thank you. So you can have a look at that. And you can also check out my Instagram where I post a ton of uh, videos talking about SVG business as what's up in the SVG industry, uh, how cool. to succeed, how to uh, how to grow your business and everything. So hop on to my Instagram. It's uh, cut and make crafts, C-U-T-N make crafts. Uh, and you can find a ton of uh, videos under the guide section. I'll make sure to link your your Instagram as well, because that's the best place to follow you generally, right? Just to keep yep. up with you. Yep. Okay, that was going to be my next question. But I love how you on your, just on your Instagram, like you share with your, just your audience generally, like really helpful stuff. You know, you're not saying you've got to come be a a paid client. I'm going to serve you no matter where you're at. If you're ready to like really go, I'll teach you all the design. I'll take you, take you by the hand and really show you how to do this. But if you just want to, if you just want to peek over my shoulder, like, let me share the trends. Let me share, you share such great stuff. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I, it's not often that I learn a whole lot on a podcast. (laughs) <laughs> podcast like this, but I'm sitting here like that was really interesting. I didn't appreciate all that about SVGs, and you would have thought us having met before this, I would have been like, I would have known. But that this was a wonderful conversation. I really appreciate you. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed it as well. Good. Yeah, your time is really valuable. So thank you for being with us, and I hope that we can like keep in touch and um, uh, keep you know helping each other's communities, and and we'll yes. we'll have you back on when you've got you know more that you want to share down the road. Yes, definitely. I would love to be back. Awesome. Well, guys, I hope you enjoyed this chat I had with Jeff about um, SVGs. I have to think, I still have to think about it. It's just not normal for me. I like, she's the gal. She's your gal, (laughs) y'all. So until next time, y'all go make something awesome. And that's a wrap on this episode of How to Sell Your Stuff on Etsy. Thanks so much for hanging out with me today. If you're looking for more resources, head on over to howtosellyourstuff.com where you'll find podcast show notes, all the links from today's episode, the blog, courses, coaching, and more. If this episode was helpful to you, awesome. The greatest compliment I can receive from you is a rate, review, and subscribe on this podcast. Not only will it allow us to connect again on a future episode, it lets me know I'm providing you with value and helps other people find this content more easily. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for your support. Have a great day and see you next time.